Hey there, welcome to the Life Organized Podcast. If you're a busy mom with lots to do, the Life Organized Podcast is here to help you get organized so you can have time for what matters most. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and today you are listening to episode number 34, When You Are a Mother. Today I want to talk about something that's really close to my heart. As this episode publishes, Mother's Day will be in a few days, and I just thought that because mothers impact all of us so much, like we all have one, many of us are one, I think being a mom deserves at least one focused episode a year, so this is it. And this is a deep episode to crack into. It was kind of hard for me to decide, you know, where do I start? But I'm just going to jump in and say that as time goes on, I am more and more grateful that I've chosen to have a family and that I made being a mother my major life focus. I feel like the best investments are the ones that grow exponentially. And that's certainly how I feel about my kids. I just love them. And if I exchanged all the time that I spent raising them to do other good things, Any good work I could have done would never add up to the amount of combined good work that my kids will end up doing in their lifetimes. I mean, just looking at it through that lens, being a mom is a good investment. It's how I can bring the most good into the world. Now, that doesn't mean that sometimes I don't always wonder if something is seriously wrong with them or with me or with the whole situation. You know, I'm not alone in this, Sam. I do feel like that sometimes, just those moments where you're like, wow. We are dysfunctional. But then other times you look at your kids and your family and think this is the most amazing group of people. Do you you feel this way? Please say yes that you go through this as well. I feel like the equation to describe this as being a mom is about 49.9% rough and then 50.1% awesome. And so it just barely outweighs. The awesomeness just barely outweighs the parts that are hard. And, you know, that is just how I think a lot of worthwhile things go. I think that it can, because it's hard, um, you know, there's times it doesn't feel worth it, but in the end, it's everything. It means everything. And I don't know, just because this is such a loaded topic, there's so much expectation. There's so much hope. There's so much guilt. There's so much pain. There's so much love, like any situation that's full of those kinds of emotions, it's going to get messy at times. And because motherhood does get messy, anything that's messy can get organized. So what I wanted to share with you today is how I have personally organized a particularly messy aspect of motherhood. I wanted to share this with you, see if it helps you in your motherhood journey to kind of bring some focus in, kind of clear up some of the clutter And so that's what we're going to talk about today is just the most important way that I have personally organized my motherhood experience. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you a story about how I started out being a mom. I grew up with a stay-at-home mom who was wonderful. I mean, really the most wonderful mom in the world. She cooked us dinner every night. She sewed us Halloween costumes. I remember her staying up late to work on reports with me. This was the standard that I grew up with. This was the picture in my head of what I thought motherhood needed to look like. I don't remember her really going shopping for herself. 
I don't really remember her spending money on herself. I'm sure she did, but it wasn't really obvious or visible. I don't remember her going out with friends necessarily or, you know, putting herself out there in the world or having like particular hobbies or anything that she really did. Her whole life really seemed to revolve around her kids. So I just want you to imagine what it might have felt like for me because we kind of tend to model what we see that, you know, our own moms will create a little bit of a pattern for us. So imagine how I felt when I had my first little baby and I loved him dearly. And then when I was a couple of months into it, I just realized I wasn't super loving it. Like loved him, but the way I was trying to do it was not very much fun. And the harder I tried, the worse it seemed to get. Like I would pour more and more of myself into this little baby, but the more lost I seemed to be when that happened. Now, I know like in transition, things always take a little bit of time, but as the months wore on, I just felt like I was personally withering away. You know, like you can only stack blocks or read little baby books for so long and then it starts to get to you a little bit. At least it did for me. And I just noticed that I missed dressing up. I missed having somewhere to go. I missed feeling like I was contributing to the world. I felt like my mind was starting to atrophy really fast. And I know this is part of the territory when it comes to having those little babies and those little kids. But the balance of what I was doing wasn't working very well. It wasn't the picture-perfect experience of motherhood that I'd learned from my mom. And because I didn't feel happy and fulfilled, I immediately just assumed I must be doing it wrong and that something must be wrong with me because it wasn't working the way I saw it work for my mom. So there was all of that going on. And then pile on top of that, I started to feel bad for my little boy because I worried that I wasn't being the kind of mom that he needed and deserved. And so that made way for like the classic mom emotion, that guilt, that motherhood guilt that just is hard to avoid because we just don't feel like we can show up and be everything and do everything to everyone. And somehow we make ourselves responsible for all of that. All right. As I'm sharing all of this, I'm just wondering from your outside perspective as you're listening, can you hear some clutter here? I have a lot of different definitions of clutter that I use, but one definition is confusion and lack of order. And as I think about those thoughts and feelings that I wrestled with in my early years of motherhood, I think clutter describes it perfectly, don't you? I felt confused with what I was experiencing. I was doing what I thought was quote unquote right, but I wasn't enjoying the experience. I wasn't getting the payoff I'd expected to get with this approach to motherhood. And now as I reflect back, I realize I wasn't doing the things in the right order because I was allowing someone else's style of mothering to dictate the way I was doing it. I thought that the order was take care of everyone else, slip in a little time for myself here and there, And that should make me happy and fulfilled, but it wasn't working. So confusion, lack of order, clutter. So organizing this situation meant I needed to look at motherhood a little differently. And let me tell you, that wasn't very easy. I can remember specific moments in my bedroom when I was wrestling with this realization 
that I couldn't do this the way my mom had done it. And if I was going to do it a little differently, what would happen to my kids? What would happen when I needed to go shopping, you know, or pursue some personal interests or have some pretty consistent contact with the outside world? I wondered if I could still be a good mom with this approach, if my kids would still get what they needed and deserved, if I deviated from that traditional path that I had grown up with. But I couldn't deny the evidence. I just couldn't keep doing it the same way because I was so much happier when I honored those needs that I felt. I came home on cloud nine, and then I wanted to stack blocks or read baby books or play with my baby or make dinner or clean my house. I enjoyed it. When I got dressed up in the morning, even with no real reason, I just felt energized, I don't know, more confident, and that had a direct impact on how I spent the day with my son. So I set a better pace for myself. I felt more ambitious. I felt more motivated and inspired, and I couldn't argue with those results. Everyone was happier when I felt happier. I had to look at motherhood in a different way. I had to be okay with motherhood looking a different way. And so I think the message that I want to share today is it doesn't have to look a certain way. The way my mom did it wasn't necessarily working for me. The way I do it may not necessarily work for my daughters, but the principle is the same. It doesn't have to look a certain way. You have to figure out what balance of motherhood works best for you. Now, coming into this was not simple. It took me some time. It took a lot of good coaching for me to first realize what was happening and then consider doing it any differently than I had tried before and then eventually kind of embrace the idea that it didn't have to look a certain way and I got to decide what it looked like for me. And what it's looked like for me is I get to be a partial stay-at-home mom. Maybe sometimes it's even more than partial and then other times it's maybe a little less, but There's a part of me that needs to pursue some career goals or some personal time. And that was the right formula for me. And as scary as it was, I started leaning into that and into the faith that if I was able to be true to who I was, everyone was going to win. Now, that was a hypothesis. I had to experiment with it. It felt like there was a lot of risk, but deep down, I knew that that was true for me. And let me tell you, when I said everyone would win, here I sit with my oldest son now being almost 24, and I can say that I feel like everyone has. And let me tell you about a really validating moment I had a few months ago during a family phone call with myself and my husband, our couple of older kids that live away from home, and then the other kids that were living at home. We were all chatting on the phone. Somebody was talking about something they were struggling with, and we chatted about it a little bit. And then my oldest daughter said, do you realize how lucky we are to have mom? And she was referring not to the fact that, you know, I cooked dinner for them or drove them around places in carpool and all those other things that I do that I love to do and are important. But what she was referring to specifically at that moment was the coaching that I was able to give that person who was talking on the phone at that point to help them see a different perspective, to help them see a different way to approach it. And that's what my daughter and the rest of my family was valuing from me at that moment. That wouldn't have happened if I hadn't honored my own path in motherhood. That path included taking care of them and pursuing personal growth and self-care that has blessed me 
It's blessed my family. It's allowed me to develop this business so that I've been able to help others. And it's contributed to me being a really great version of myself and so much more than it would have been if I kept trying to do it the way that I thought I was supposed to do it and it didn't feel amazing. So the big question I have for you is what might not be working for you right now in motherhood? I know there are a lot of things that are, but take this opportunity to ask yourself in what ways you are trying to fit yourself a square peg, maybe in a round hole that you're thinking might be the right way to do it, that quote unquote right way to do it. I just think everyone has kind of these voices in our head, these thoughts that tell them what they should and shouldn't be. So take a minute and just think about what are those voices in your head telling you that you need to be? What are you doing wrong? What should you be doing better? What do you not do enough of? Let's just pay attention to that voice, not to listen to it, but to separate ourselves from it, to recognize that those are not necessarily coming from a great place. They don't necessarily have your best interest in mind. You know, they're just kind of echoes of the past that you've picked up here and there that maybe at one point you decided are true, but are not really relevant to you, your family, your kids, your situation, who you've grown into anymore. We want to create a lot of good awareness about that because listening to those voices that are outdated and no longer relevant don't help you create happiness in the present. And so as we separate from that, let's start thinking about what it is that you really want to do. Okay, let's get away from this idea that being a good mom means your house looks a certain way or your kids look a certain way or you have to look a certain way. And just notice how when you think that way, how does it make you feel? Think about what happens when you try to fit yourself into that mold. Is it inspiring? Do you feel energized? Do you feel peace? I know I don't. I know back in the day when I tried to get myself to give up on some of the dreams and the desires and the ambitions that I had, I felt really hollow, really empty, kind of like a dead end, like the color had gone out of life. I think that was my intuition speaking to me. I think it was telling me, look, this is not the path you want to go down. And so pay attention to what happens when you try to make yourself do things that don't make you excited. I think it can make you feel overwhelmed or disconnected or maybe rushed and anxious. But when we do things that are right for us, can you just feel that things just come into alignment and you feel this peace? doesn't mean everything's perfect. doesn't mean there's still not problems to solve and ways to make things work a little bit more efficiently. But Notice how it just feels like a sigh of relief, you know, a little bit of peace. And if we can sit with the idea that being a good mom doesn't have to look a certain way, we can actually give ourselves permission to bag those things we don't honestly enjoy doing anyway. We can know that being a good mom means doing those things that brings us that sense of peace, those things that we really love and enjoy doing and that help bring balance into our lives. So I just wanted to kind of illustrate what this looks like for me a little bit, just to see if this helps you. I don't love throwing like elaborate birthday parties. I don't like taking the time on all of the decor and the theme. That's just something I don't want to do. 
Okay, another thing, I think it's awesome when I hear about moms that are like doing dance parties in the kitchen with their kids while they're doing dishes. And I think those kids are really lucky, but that is just not something I've ever done. And to try to make myself do that, it doesn't feel natural. The kids are kind of looking at me like it's just not where I'm going to go. That's just not the kind of mom I am. Also, like I'm not crafty, you know, like I, I just don't like to make things with my hands, kind of you know, projects. Like I just don't do that. And I love moms that do. I appreciate moms that do. In fact, I hope that all of my kids have mother-in-laws that do those things so that they get a chance to experience all of that. But I personally am miserable trying to do those things. I mean, you should have seen, (laughs) this is kind of funny. You should have seen the first two creative birthday cakes I tried to make my son when he turned one and two. I mean, they just did not turn out. And I knew I needed to abandon that track really quickly. It was frustrating to me. I was unhappy with the results. And it took some work to settle in with the idea that I got to be the kind of mom that bought a birthday cake or made a really nice homemade from scratch birthday cake, but it didn't have to look decorated. And that's okay. My kids are still having a great life and I'm still loving them, but I can't be all things to everyone. The more I try, the worse it gets. So I've settled into what being a good mom looks like for me. I teach my kids to plan their week. We do a lot of mindset work. My kids know how to organize. They have vision boards. I encourage them to set their goals. That's how I show up for them. And it is such a relief to just have expectations around that and not try to force myself into being something that I really am not good at and that I don't enjoy. So as you listen to this episode today, just start thinking about how do you show up for your kids? How would you like to show up for your kids? Because this much I can tell you, whatever you're bringing to the table with your personality and your talents and your experience is exactly what your kids need from a mother. You don't have to be perfect for your children to love you perfectly. You just have to get really connected with the idea of what motherhood looks like for you. And you'll know you're getting closer when you can quit putting pressure on yourself to do the things you don't enjoy, right? Like I gave up on the birthday cakes. It's fine. I leaned into teaching my kids to help them with their mindset. That's what works for me as a mom. They love it. They're grateful for it. And they can make their own kids really great birthday cakes if that's what they feel like they want to do. And I will be really happy for them. But I'm not going to hold that expectation on myself anymore. So you may have had some thoughts as you've listened, and the action I want to recommend is to have you write down something that resonated with you or an action that you feel like you want to take, maybe something you want to stop making yourself doing. And if you're coming up empty with these kinds of prompts, then maybe think about a time when you felt like you were at your best as a mom, like you loved it, your kids loved it. You're not necessarily doing it any certain way, but it just felt like a good moment where you were connected with those kids. Your action is to just go do more of those kinds of times. Do more of that. Start stringing together those moments like that, the way you would string together beads for a necklace, right? That's what being a good mom looks like for you. And the more times you experience that, the more familiar you're going to be with what kind of way you want to be mothering. So happy Mother's Day to all of you, those with kids. I hope this helps you 
those without kids who have a mom, I hope this has given you something to think about. Um, as moms, we love our kids. We do the best we can. And in the end, I think if we just keep showing up and we just keep loving them, that's the job that is required. That is the way we're going to get the greatest payoff. But if we can do it in a way that really resonates and works for us, I think everyone is a lot happier. So thanks so much for joining me today. It's always so fun to hang out with you like this. And if you're busy and overwhelmed and need to get organized, don't forget to get my top 10 tips to help you get organized fast. We will put it in the show notes, but it's free. And one of those tips might just be the answer to getting organized in the way that you've been looking for. So I hope you enjoy that. I hope you have a good one. And we'll talk to you next time. 